the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Kirsty Logan. With me in the same room, I'm still not over the novelty, is Heather Perry, my co-host. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad that you've got a look at this tired face. Oh, you look great, pal. Thanks. And you've got your coffee, so by the time you get to the end of that cup... I'll be hysterical. So jaunty. <laughs> Fully hyperactive. Yeah. Um, although the sheer weight of this book may drag me down. <laughs> well... I have to tell you something about this book. Oh no, what? I didn't hate it. Oh, Kirsty. I didn't hate it. Oh, Kirsty. I mean, I did hate it, but also, it wasn't the worst. I just feel like I have been so beaten down by Robot Stein that see when he's like even the tiniest bit nice to me, I'm like, oh, thank you. This is nice. Comparatively. Oh no, Kirsty. Okay, so the book we're talking about is of course a Fear Street one, and it's of course by R.L. Stein. Oh god, what, what episode is this? This is episode eight. eight. <laughs> this is why I'm exhausted. <laughs> Nothing to do with the rest of my life. Um, and today we're doing Ski Weekend. I bet your therapist is like, please don't talk about the podcast again. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, and we'll start off by dissecting this fucking cover. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Oh, that's awful. You know, some of these covers have been quite good. I Not don't know this who, one. Yeah, whoever was doing the previous ones had this weekend off. I'll do my usual thing that annoys Heather and go from the top. Okay. <laughs> which is that the Fear Street R.L. Stein is cherry red, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it quite ugly. And then we have a large window in a kind of chalet ski lodge type thing. And as if to hammer that point home, uh, one of the characters is holding a pair of skis. Even though they're sort of sitting around. Even though around. they're inside. He just has to cling to them, they're like his blanket. <laughs> and outside the window, we can see a figure in a red parka. Is that a Sasquatch? Thing. Does he wear a red parka? <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's Bigfoot in his uh, skiing gear. Yeah, maybe. And then in the foreground, we have four figures. We have a redhead in a purple shell suit. Wow. It looks like, which is a choice. Or maybe it's, it's Halpets. And then a man... With a big chunky jumper on. I'm sure David, your boyfriend's got a jumper like that. He has. <laughs> and then we also have uh, a blonde woman in a pink and purple ensemble. <laughs> and it's a pink and purple situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also a man with a very, very retro hairdo grasping her shoulder. And they're all looking out. At, you can't really see their faces. They're all looking out at the red figure. It's the skis that really get me. I think originally the cover didn't have the skis on it and someone was like, no, no, we need to make it clear that it's about skiing. And so they were like, fine, he can just hold some skis inside for some fucking reason. You see, I believe the ski weekend would have been denoted enough by the chalet, the (laughs) ski village that they're clearly in and the word ski on the cover. The fact the book is called Ski Weekend. Do you know, sometimes you just really got to hammer the point home. You really, this is what I've learned from Uh the editing process. This is not the first time that the cover designer have used the the like body position of like comedy running to denote that a character is moving. Yeah. Like hieroglyphics. Like, yeah. 
Well, that's a hot mess. Well, I'm going to go... I don't like it. I don't want that on a poster. Thank that's you. That's the worst one we've had so far this series. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I think it's terrible. It's not even kind of like retro cool. No. Um, oh, I've just figured out why you like this book and it's because of the fucking main character's name, I bet. I don't even remember what the main character's name is. Ariel. Oh, I forgot that. No. <laughs> Do you know why I liked it? I like it for a similar reason that I liked one of the other books that we did that I don't think was a Robot Stein one. I think it was a Richie Tankersley Cusick one that was like set in a kind of snowy, empty mountain lodge type situation. Do you like just anything with snow on it? Yeah, pretty much. It's not like talking to my friend once and she was like, oh, I just, you know, really fancy tall men. And it's like, so just any tall man. So like the most handsome man in the world could be like, Five seven, and you wouldn't go fucking near him, or the biggest twat could be like seven foot, and she's like, yeah, and I'm like, there's something wrong with you. I can kind of see that. I mean, not the biggest twat. Anyone if it was covered in snow. Like if Boris Johnson was six six, no, fuck no. If he was nine foot, <laughs> then still no. If he was literally like on stilts, no. So not like any man, but um, I think tall men are hot. But then a lot of short men are hot as well, so... Well, yeah, exactly. That's why we don't draw these delineations. No, it depends, doesn't it? I had cause to Google um, Shaquille O'Neal's height yesterday. He's very tall. Seven foot. Like, I've got a friend who's 6'6", and that's kind of, like, monstrously tall. As in, like, that's a full foot taller than me, and I have to run up and give him... Like, I have to run up to hug him. He's just very big, and, like, his shoes, he has to get, like... He has to buy them special online and things. Seven foot! And when yeah, he was, wow. when he was like, playing for whatever team he played for, um, actually, I think... Sports ball. When, <laughs> when he was not playing for the Lakers, when he was playing for someone else, he weighed 23 stone. Whoa. So he was thin. Like, it's yeah, not like he was... muscular. Yeah, mm. he was just enormous. But can you imagine moving that much of your body around yeah. that quickly for fucking basketball? 23 stone and seven foot. That is impressive. It's, Jesus, man. He must have been so strong. He must have been eating... All hours of the day. Yeah. He must have been like on a food drip while he slept. Like how many chickens <laughs> a day is that? That's Just a lot of chickens. How many calories does a person need to actually move that much and that quickly and that well? Yeah. And maintain that size as well. Like, I just feel like the protein levels are just... Like you couldn't even probably get that from food. Surely you'd need to have like protein shakes and supplements and stuff. Because could oh, you yeah. even eat that much protein? Probably not. I mean like, you know, David used to be a personal trainer and... The amount of food he was eating, even to just be, like, muscular at David's size. Like, it's so expensive to be, like, really, really muscular just because the fucking food is so expensive. Like, we were making him pay double what the rest of us were paying for the food shop because he was just eating. He would bring two plates of food to dinner. Like, not like he would go back. He would just bring two entire plates of food and sit and eat them. That's just, like, the cost of Shaquille O'Neal to exist. I know. Shaquille, if you're listening, how expensive are you? Nuts are really pricey, man. <laughs> God, they are. How much do, you do know your nuts cost? Another, yeah. Shaquille, <laughs> give us a nut bill. I'd love if Shaquille would listen to this How podcast. much was it? Um, another weird thing that happened is, so my ex was 6'4", which now sounds quite short, mm-hmm. um, and also had these enormous shoes, and we went out when I was at uni, and I remember he would come into my, my uni little dorm room and his shoes would take up like the whole floor Uh because it was such a small room already but I noticed a weird thing for years people thought I was quite short right because I was stood next to him were you like five eight I'm nearly five seven oh okay yeah see oh you think I'm taller than I am (laughs) it's because I'm quite short so that's quite tall for a woman Mm. I think of my age so but people think thought I was short for years and then after we split up and I started just going out with women and everyone was like 
because they were mostly shorter than me. And everyone's like, God, you're really tall. And I'm like, yes, I'm the same height as before. <laughs> it was just comparatively. Like when you I put short. light and dark colours next to another colour. Mm-hmm. It seems completely changed. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Bet people did not expect Shaquille O'Neal to come up on this podcast. Always you surprising you. <laughs> well, what's not surprising is this. Oh, segue. Love it. Chapter one. Doug, slow down, I cried, closing my eyes as we skidded across the icy road. Okay, hey. unlike last week, Robot Stein definitely wrote this. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Hey, I can handle it. Doug spun the wheel and somehow managed to straighten the car out before we slid off the road. Then, before we were even out of the skid, he stomped on the gas pedal and we roared forward again. Doug, I called from the back seat. He was laughing. He loved scaring us. He loved the danger of it. Mainly, he loved showing off. Anyway, I'm not going to go on. I hate Doug. Um, I hate this whole book. Yeah. So, we've got... Oh, no, I got distracted while I was explaining why I quite like this. It's not just because it's snowy. It's because... Do you remember there was another book about people who go skiing and then they get stuck in this house with someone creepy? And I said it reminded me of the film California. Yeah. This also had California vibes. But, like, shit. Is you know? that a reason to like it? I mean, I'm a simple creature. You... <laughs> Was I'm an angry creature? Yeah. So we've got Doug, Shannon, Red, and Ariel, who is named after as a character in The Tempest. Nice, Mm -hmm. I suppose. Ariel, though, come on. You can't call a character Ariel in any time after The Little Mermaid. Would this have been? Wouldn't this have been around the time of The Little Mermaid that this came out? Because Little Mermaid was like very late eighties, wasn't it? I think of it as like slightly before my time. Eighty nine, yeah. And then this book was would have been what? 1991? Does it say on it? Does it say on it? Let me have a look. I haven't got the book on me. Uh, I can't find it. Well, the previous ones were late 80s, so I'm going to say it's going to be late 80s or early 90s, so he could have got it from The Little Mermaid, or it could be a coincidence. Mm, I don't know. Although, I was going to say she's a redhead, but that's the other character that's a redhead. Yeah. So, maybe it's a coincidence. I'm not sure if I've seen Little Mermaid all the way through. Why? Because it's slightly before my time. Okay. My 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 era Disney films are like Aladdin, The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. Well, that's true. But when I was a kid, I watched Aristocats, Disney, and stuff like that, yeah. Alice in Wonderland, and Fantasia, and Snow White, and they were like decades before my time. True, true. I might have decided also it was too girly mm. when I was really little. I was that kind of kid. Mm-hmm. I had to be enticed into watching Pocahontas. Okay, that's not too girly. I mean, it's bad for other reasons, but. <laughs> It's got the best songs, though. I don't like them. Annie likes the songs. Oh, come on. Come on. Really? No, I don't like them. Ugh. Maybe, again, I just didn't grow, grow up with it in the same way. Yeah, maybe. So, anyway. Anyway, Doug Shannon, Red, and Ariel are in a car driving um, in snow back from a ski lodge. They're rich. Uh, I hate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who the fuck goes to a fucking ski lodge when you're a teenager? Sorry. Well, maybe Americans do because they have them. I mean, I still find it wildly grown up that they have cars yeah like when I was a teenager nobody I knew had a car yeah on this little show called The Sopranos god has it been on lately <laughs> she You've like watching it <laughs> she like turned down a jeep for a like I, I can't get over the idea that like 16 year olds would just be like no this isn't a nice enough car for me are you kidding I used to like I used to be allowed to borrow my mum's like like 12 year old fucking VW Polo that wouldn't yeah. go up hills if it had more than four people in it, and I was grateful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. God. And you would even have to like listen to your mum's tapes because <laughs> you couldn't have your own tapes in there. She always had some Polo mints in there. Oh, 
mask in the car though. So it's snowing so much. I can't that... wait to meet your mum and go ask her for a polo. <laughs> Have you not met my mum? No. She's like me, uh, but with polos and <laughs> keeps herself in better condition. <laughs> Same with my mum actually. <laughs> um, they kind of look similar, although my mum. My mum looks like a cross between Judy Dench and uh, Julie Walters. Oh, nice. Yeah, very much that era and haircut of woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> My mum looks like um, uh, Judy Murray. She does look like exactly like Judy mm-hmm. Murray. It's quite unsettling. Mm-hmm. So it's snowing so much that air is white. Dab, 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 white supremacy. <laughs> oh, come on, come that on. is a reach. <laughs> um, and here's the thing, Kirsty. It's cold, like really cold. It's really cold. Is it cold? It's really cold. Does the word cold get used a lot? They might freeze to death. It's so cold. Wow. I That's think, cold. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Let's just move on. Doug loves being Mr. Macho, Mr. Dangerous. God, Doug. <laughs> I really hate him. Die. Um, our protagonist is Ariel, who has straight white blonde hair. Dab, 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 And... Uh, I dabbed through my paper. <laughs> Is what? It? What's wrong with that? I don't know. Just imagine you immediately thought periods. What? Dabbed through the paper. Can if you're you... using paper, maybe that's your problem. Can you imagine if that's what you did to like cope with a period? You just like dabbed your vag on a bit of paper. <laughs> but like, did it like without moving the paper off the table? So you sort of had to straddle <laughs> and then sort of try and <laughs> dab your vagina down. Why would you do that? I don't know. I'm really tired. <laughs> I remember filling in a questionnaire when I was a teenager for some reason because the internet was in its early days and there were only about five websites. It was about periods and it was asking you like, I think it was the early days of like menstrual cups and things when that was still like a really extreme hippie thing to do. And it was asking, what do you use when you're on your period? You use pads or tampons or a cup. And one of the options was, I bleed straight into the earth. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, what great story. I, I'm not against it. I just feel like, how does that work? Do you just sit still for five days or however long your period lasts? On a mound of earth? Yeah. It just seems really impractical to me. Wouldn't it go up in you? I'd, or just do you squat? Like, that's some fucking thigh muscles. Yeah, that would be really good for you. Well, would it? Yeah, as a as a, as a people. <laughs> I don't know if We don't good. squat enough. Well, no, that's true. But I don't think you should squat for, like, five days. Because I think keeping your bowels open for that amount of time is not good for you. Like, you're not you're really supposed to... something in, aren't you? And also, you're not really supposed to keep sitting on the loo when you're finished, because you're not supposed to sort of oh. just have your... I know. Oh, are you... Are you... Oh, what if anyone who <laughs> lives in my house tell can boyfriend. fucking listen to this? <laughs> Apparently, it's not good to just have your bowels open when yeah. nothing's happening. Yeah, because all kinds of shit can get in there. I don't think it's about things getting in. I just think it's bad for the muscles. Again, I might be talking out my ass, talking out of my open bowels right now, but that is just what I heard, is you should just do your business and then leave. I just also think, like, soil would get in all your folds and, like, who's got the time? I'd love to just spend soil, five days. Soil in your folds. <laughs> That's a title. That's a book title. <laughs> oh, what was I? Oh, I was chatting with a, a friend of mine yesterday and uh, was getting some gossip. Um, and That was coy. I'm going to find that out when we stop recording. <laughs> she used the phrase... Uh, the origin of this beef. And I was like, that is the best autobiography style. Nice. <laughs> the autobot, the, uh, I've lost it already. Anyway, moving also, on. Also, if you were ever to do like a sexual memoir, <laughs> the origin of this beef, that's good. <laughs> the origins of my beef uh-huh. by Heather Perry. <laughs> so, um, Ariel, our straight, white, 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 blonde hair. Um, her boyfriend is called Randy, but he's not there. And she's... What? 
why do Americans have the name Randy? Like, do, do they use the word Randy? Do they? No, they use horny. Okay. But I feel like they should be told. But they also use the phrase double fisting and cottaging. <laughs> they use the phrase what? Double fisting. Oh, yeah. Holding two drinks and cottaging. Oh, no. As in to go to the cottage. Oh, and no, they don't. I've never heard that. Yeah, as in like we're oh, going gosh. cottaging on the weekend. Do you want to come? Literally have had that said to me before. Were you like, I mean, well, I don't even want to know if you said yes or no, but I guess you didn't get what you were anticipating. <laughs> For any American readers, readers, listeners, um, in the UK, cottaging refers to gay men uh, cruising around public toilets for anonymous sex. It's weird that it's called cottaging. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose you're making What's the connection. You're making the public toilet building into a little cottage. Oh, that's romantic. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's not as romantic as I imagine. <laughs> I'm sure it's come from something completely different. You make cottage pie afterwards? <laughs> and everyone has it. And everyone puts their dick in it. Sorry. Oh, why? <laughs> because maybe... Because they're Randy. No. Uh. <laughs> oh, no. That would be like the, that film American Pie. If it got remade in the UK, it would be cottage pie. Cottage pie. <laughs> or like an apple. It would be an apple and blackberry, I think. What do you think? And then blackberry would be like smeared on his penis. No, I like cottage pie. This day. <laughs> Little bits of beef. So, the origins, <laughs> the origins of this uh, So she's not Randy for Randy. She's Randy for Red. You would be. Understandable. Red hair is just that hot. Uh, Red is a newcomer who they met at the ski lodge. Would you just pick him up? I suppose, yeah. He, like, ingratiates himself and then he says he needs a lift home mm-hmm. to wherever it is they fucking live. I just wasn't that interested. And uh, <laughs> uh, after Ariel and Randy had a row, so Randy, went, Randy was with them and then went off. Um, they Ariel and Randy, that's not a good couple name. Ariel and Randy, yeah, it's really not. You you guys are coming from different worlds. She's uh, under the sea. <laughs> She's a Shakespearean heroine. <laughs> um, I had to look up what what play Ariel is from. I thought it was Midsummer Night's Dream at first. And what is it? Tempest, did you say? A Tempest, yeah. I don't remember that character. And I've read The Tempest, although it was a long time ago. Yeah. How do Americans feel about Shakespeare, do you think? Any Americans listening? <laughs> you, you, I know you all have one single opinion. What's your thought? What's the American thought? The, the American hive mind about Shakespeare? What is it? What's your opinion on Shakespeare? Um, I really don't have a strong opinion. Okay. I think the stories are good. Um, I think because the language seems old-fashioned now, they can be difficult to read. Yeah. I really That's a very bland opinion. <laughs> but... It's almost no opinion. That's the least opinion I've ever heard you have. I just don't care. I think they're better. The older I get, the more things there are that I have zero opinion about and just don't care about. Yeah, me too, actually. Mm. I don't think anyone should be allowed an opinion. That's my new opinion. <laughs> People should just be made that to shut opinion. up. That is definitely an opinion. <laughs> I was just thinking that I have got a viewing of the 1990s Romeo and Juliet, <gasps> the Baz Luhrmann one, coming up. Oh, my God. Yeah, on Wednesdays, me and my pal Sarah. Hi, Sarah. I have no idea if you listen. Going to say hi anyway. Uh, we do a Nostalgia Night on Wednesdays. And I've picked Romeo and Juliet for the next one. Um, I love that film. And we did it for my GCSE English. So I actually really like Shakespeare and really enjoyed studying it. But I think seeing it performed is better. Mm. And allows people into it better. Um, but yeah, we did Romeo and Juliet for GCSE. And our teacher, Bazaby, Mrs. Bailey, <laughs> um, who sadly passed away now. Aww. She... Uh, Gone but not forgotten. Yeah, she stu- we like studied the film and we must have watched the opening five minutes of that film like... A hundred times. It's a good opening. I could I could recite the prologue now, mm-hmm. like no fucking questions asked. And then yeah, it's just so good. It's a really good film. 
I just think it's so smart to use the language, but it doesn't feel old-fashioned. No. It's clever. And the way they make the guns into the name of the swords, that's just smart. All the set design and the costume design and everything, I love it. Yeah, it's just great. Not It came out when I was just the right age, so I would have been like 11, 12. Mm-hmm. So I was just obsessed with it. And Mercutio. Yeah. Brilliant. Play on both your houses. I had mega crush on um, Tybalt. What's oh. the actor's name? Uh, John Leguizamo. Yeah. I had a major crush on him. <laughs> Well, they're drawn among these heartless hands. I love the way he says that. Anyway, moving on. Oh, look at me trying to drag it back to oh, something no. good. I know we're talking about R.L. Stein, but no. Shakespeare. No, no. Ski weekend. <laughs> okay, so here's what happens. Uh, they slide off the road. Uh, no, they just didn't. They didn't slide off the road. Why? So if you've got your little uh, jump scare. Yep, dab. You're going to be dabbing straight through that. So get your vagina above the paper. <laughs> <laughs> or put it directly on the paper. And if I feel like that's what Robert Stein would if want. You, if you don't have a vagina, borrow one from a friend. Yep. Um, I'm like, I should, I should enjoy this bit because I have had a situation where I was driving back from like a snowboard weekend in um, Ontario in Canada, and like it literally was like the snow was so bad you couldn't see like two feet in front of the car, Oof. like a real blizzard. Um, and thankfully I wasn't driving because I would have just pulled over and started crying. Um, and we did, we did have to stop at the side of the road for a bit, I think. And it was too Scary. hot in there, if anything, because there was like five people. <laughs> but I just don't care Only about you could people. be stuck in the snow and be like, I'm too hot. <laughs> Can we crack a window? <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> but you're wearing all your snowboarding gear as well, because there's not enough room in the boot for it. Anyway, uh, so they are freaked out, so they stop, like we did. And they decide to go to this house on the hill to get warm. They're met and invited in by Lou Hitchcock. Hitchcock, do you think, mm. on purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, who says, get out of those wet boots. Drop your coats over there. <laughs> sure, quite like. Uh, he pointed to an alcove to our left. And come warm your bods in front of the fire. Oh, Stop saying bods. Nobody we've had, says bods. We've had three bods in this fucking season. I won't allow it. Bod. <laughs> fucking hell. If we ever meet Robot Stein, we'll be like, mate, bod? No. <laughs> no one says bod. Come on. Um, and anyway, here's Lou. He was tall and broad-shouldered. He had scraggly brown hair that looked as if it hadn't been combed in days, and a short brown beard. He was wearing a red flannel shirt and blue, baggy blue jeans that had been patched at one knee. Sounds quite cute. Yeah. Like, he'd be a very attractive hipster now. He'd Not, ha- yeah. He'd, he'd own a coffee shop. I was going to say, he's making flat whites up the road. Yeah. <laughs> um, except he is a bit creepy. He says to you... He's creepy as fuck. Yeah, he, he says to Shannon, you're a pretty one. I like redheads. Which, again, of course you do, because we're the hottest. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and he get, and later he says, you're not bad, kid. Did I mention I like redheads? Like, fuck off, me. Yeah. But it also is quite badly written creep. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and his partner, Eva. Hello, my friend Eva, in case you're listening. Um, uh, she looked younger. Oh, I've... Fucked up these notes. She looked younger than Lou, about 25 or so. She had very fine, curly blonde hair that looked bleached. Oh, white blonde hair. Dab, 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 dab. (gasps) And she wore metal rimmed glasses over blue eyes. She was wearing a red flannel shirt too. It looked like a tiny version of her husband's. And she wore straight-legged brown corduroy slacks and brown work boots. Hot! Why does it have to be tiny as well? Hot. I just hate this. Why do women always have to be tiny? Yeah. Can't she be a chunky babe? She can be a chunky babe. Either way, she's a babe. 
It's just because she's got curly hair. Yeah, if it wasn't blonde. I'm not really into, like, blonde. That's all you like. You just saw the curly hair and then love hearts appeared in your eyes and then that was the end of it. Let's make it dark curly hair. Dark curly hair, metal rimmed glasses, blue eyes, red flannel shirt, slacks and brown work boots. Marry me now. I mean, that outfit. Marry me now and deliver me from having to do DIY in my house. (laughs) Because I'm not very good at it. Actually, for a queer woman, is there anything sexier than a woman who whether she can do DIY or not, <laughs> appears like she would be able to do DIY. Like, is that the ultimate, like, vagina catnip? I really feel like it is. <laughs> Actually, you can be a queer woman and not have a vagina, so queer woman catnip. Yeah. I think that's the ultimate. Yeah. No, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Often when I'm angrily doing DIY in our house, I think, I wish fucking some people could see me now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you like, taking selfies. <laughs> Oh, here I am, recently oh, my shower for the fucking 12th time. Just doing some DIY in a non-sexual way. Here I am digging mould out of my bathroom. You make it your dating app profile picture. <laughs> I've been, I think also, like cooking, being able to make bread, people find very sexy. Yeah. Well, again, here's my theory. Anything, for queer women, I think, anything that shows a manual dexterity <laughs> is very sexy. For obvious reasons. Um, Kirsty said, a manual dexterity then, not a person called Emmanuel, Emmanuel dexterity. Although. <laughs> That's a good drag name. Maybe, may, yeah, maybe I'll write an erotic novel about Emmanuel dexterity. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first got together with Annie, she's very good at DIY. She's also very good at playing guitar. And she's also a very good and safe driver. And I remember, like, watching her drive and finding it very sexy. Mm -hmm. I just think anything that shows, like, a competency with your hands is sexy. I agree. I agree. I wonder what's the equivalent for straight men or people who are attracted to men. Um, Write in, listeners, on a postcard. It's probably the opposite. It's probably because we're dealing with gender norms, aren't we, and the subversion of gender norms. Um, I don't think it's about gender. I think it's about, like, you know, to be be blatant. You're like, if you're good with your hands, then you're going to fuck me good with your hands. (laughs) Do you not think? <laughs> yeah, but I think it's like subconsciously. Well. So what? What? So just <laughs> for men who like men, is it just you've got a massive cock? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if you're I mean, walking bow legged. Really <laughs> Maybe. Oh god, has he been squatting over that um thing for five days? <laughs> Those thigh muscles. He's trying to get his period on that piece of paper. Let's move on. Yeah, don't use paper, pals. <laughs> Unless so, you want to. You know what? You can do, do whatever you want. want. I'm through telling people mm-hmm. what to do. I know. Yeah, apart from telling them not you to. You want to have your period books. on tablecloth? Fucking have at it as long as it's not my tablecloth. I don't care. <laughs> um, so Doug and Lou have some kind of man-wanker bonding uh, over the sheer concept of hunting. <sighs> and then, oh my God, there's a gunshot. Uh, no, no, there wasn't. It's a mouse trap. Fuck off. <laughs> they are Fuck quite, off. Fair play, they're quite loud when they go off. If there's not a mouse in it. If there is All a right. mouse in it, it's a Oh no, I don't even want to think about that. Oh, that's <laughs> sad. Um, uh, by the way, have I mentioned it's really cold? It's really cold. Also, have we mentioned the boy who cried wolf? Go on. I'm just saying, robots died. Do you not know that story? <laughs> yes, again. Did your mum and dad never tell you that story? Because you're not living the truth of it. Oh God, I bet you were They've driven off the road. No, they haven't. It's a gunshot. No, it isn't. I've written gunshot. <laughs> That. Which is probably my subconscious coming gunt through. Gunshot. Right, gunt. That, maybe that's what we should call robots dying. Such a gunshot. Gunt you know how, like, obnoxious um, Silicon Valley men, they call it, like, a moonshot? So Never like, heard that. Oh, so a moonshot is, like, going for something that's, like, Oh, I see, impossible. like, shooting for the moon. Yeah. Okay. So 
with robot sign as a gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's doing another gunshot. <laughs> I like that. Robot, that was a real gunshot. <laughs> I'm gonna add that into my notes for next okay. episode. The gunshot moment where we tried and failed. <laughs> <laughs> that can be our favourite thing about the book even though it's not in the book <laughs> <laughs> making that note <laughs> low lights and gunshots this yeah. is the, again what we could call the podcast it's good so uh, Louis... if only we'd thought of that earlier in the season this always happens <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll have forgotten it by next season yeah uh, so Lou and Eva are kind of weird they don't seem to know the place very well the house um, and then in the night Red says he hears Lou hit Eva after an argument. This is the gunshot moment. He's he's aiming for something and he should not be allowed to. Again, we're not doing domestic violence. You don't have the fucking chops for it. No. Yeah, don't... That's a rough topic, robot. You're not capable of that. It's no. like in a, the previous episode, we had also domestic violence that ended in murder. Mm-hmm. And then we also had the teenage boy in prison. Just don't fucking touch it, Robot Stein. What are you doing? You don't have the chops. You don't. And just please don't try because you're making it worse. And yet he will. Uh, and then read an aerial kiss because it's so hot to listen to one potentially beating their wife. Anyway, oh god, they go to check on the care on the car, but <laughs> but it's I've written Mott there, and that is because I had to take my car for an MOT this morning, and it's just come through again in subconscious. Please tell me you call it a Mott because <laughs> I would love that. Hello, I'm here for my Mott. <laughs> it was I've never owned a car before, apart from for six months uh, driving like when I did a road trip, and. Uh, I was like basically like there with a handful of pounds. Like, can I have an MOT, please? One MOT? <laughs> One MOT for me? Pounds? Oh. From my savings? How many pounds is it? Oh, God, I don't even ask. 20? 50? Uh, I think it's probably 100? 100. Oh, I've no idea. I've no idea either. I, shock, I buy, shock, shock for me. I can't drive, and yet I bought our car. <laughs> and the guy, the guy in the car place thought I was bonkers because Annie. Being, this is my driver. <laughs> yeah. So Annie, being the driver, had, like, found the car that she wanted. And she was like, oh, I just need to, like, run it by my wife, obviously, because we're partners. And uh, we came, and he was like, do you want to have a test drive in the car? And I was like, no, I can't drive. And he said, do you want to see the car? And I was like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, here's some money for the car. And he was just like, all right, then. That you- is mad. <laughs> that is fully a mad thing to I do. Know. <laughs> no, no, I can't drive. No, I can't drive. Just... My wife's chosen the car, here's some money. And I also, thought you were some sort of insane heiress. I think he did, because also I had been saving for a long time so that I could buy the car outright, because the concept of uh, interest incenses me. Yeah. So I was like, we'll just save up for ages, and then we could just buy it outright and not have to like pay a shitload of interest on it. And he kept being like, but would you like to pay on instalments? And I was like, no, here's a check. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you want to buy a car that you haven't seen and you can't drive? And you're going to just buy it. And I was like, yep, there you go. <laughs> He's like, do I call a mental health team or like the Basically. police? Because he was like, what, what do you do? And I was like, I write novels. <laughs> and he was just like, she's a drug dealer. <laughs> I don't know what he thought, honestly. Imagine if all novelists were like a front for like money, drug dealing, money laundering. I'm open to that, by the way. If anyone, <laughs> anyone listening wants to funnel money through my accounts, please, you're very loud. Oh, this is going to be in a court case. <laughs> that was a joke. For okay. legal reasons, I must state that was a joke. So they go to check on the car, but it's Mott there. Kirsty, it's oh, Mott there. God. It's been pushed down a ravine. Can we make a ravine um, a bingo that square? That should be on the bingo square. It's like the third ravine we've had. Yeah. And it's always ravines. It's never like cliff top. 
<laughs> valley. Mountain, valley, just ravine. Fault line. Yeah. Like, there's many things that you could use if you wanted to use a big drop. <laughs> um, and it's into a snowbank. Why? Wow. By who? We'll never really find out. Uh, phones are out, car's gone, uh, Lou's car is dead. Uh, and did I mention it's really cold? Is it cold? It is really cold. So this is the situation. Is it cold as a cold closet. It's as, <laughs> it is that cold, if you can imagine it. Uh, so they're stuck now. That's it. They're stuck. Um, and then Ariel finds Eva asleep and freaks out because she thinks she's dead. But no, she's just asleep. Oh, her face wasn't moving and her eyes were open. Oh, she's asleep. There's a duvet on the floor and she screamed. Oh my god, it was an unmade bed that someone was sleeping in. The most terrifying thing there is. Um, and here, um, I found this quote, which I believe encapsulates the entire book. We found a deck of cards and play hearts for a while, but none of us was really into it. It took us three games to realise that four cards were missing from the deck. That's the entire book. Nothing happens. Four cards are missing from your deck, Robot Stein. Nothing happens so at this point i started audibly complaining to david about how there's just no plot mm-hmm. and he said usually all they've got is plot and i was like true a very good point do you think he was like i'll take that challenge <coughs> i can do a plotless book just you watch me i'm the next Chekhov. although they do have plots <laughs> yeah he he thinks he's like who beckett oh yeah he's so not beckett yeah i can't tell you how much not beckett he is <laughs> If I googled Anti- Becky Antonym, it would say Oral Stein. <laughs> the two types of men, Beckett or Oral Stein. <laughs> yeah, we've moved on. We've moved on from uh, Meatloaf Meat or other. other. I was going to say Meatloaf or but, oh God, <laughs> the last eight seasons have just conglomerated my butt. Also, <laughs> you don't really want either, do you? You don't want Meatloaf or butt. <laughs> oh, God. Mm. Oh. I really want a meatloaf or butt coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> Beckett or meatloaf. Um, no, it's Beckett or robot. <laughs> We're already mixing them up. Um, we do have a little Beckett bit... Beckett or butt? Beckett <laughs> Get out. That could be... That's my autobiography. Right? Beckett that could be like, if you say to your partner, I know it's early, do you want to go to bed? And you're like, do you mean go to bed and read or do you mean go to bed and have sex? But you could phrase it as Beckett or butt. <laughs> Beckett or butt. <laughs> I'm oh. ready for bed. Beckett or butt, though. I love the cho- the idea that like you'd be reading like Waiting for Godot instead of go- getting rimmed. Like, yeah, right. Me, you'd be like, mm, what is am there I another way? <laughs> what else is there in this life? <laughs> it's okay, Rosie. I'm upset as well. I'll take you away from this place, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got some uh, homoerotica. Speaking of <laughs> speaking Beckett of or butt. <laughs> speaking of being rimmed, um, you work out? Asked Lou. Yeah. A little, Doug said. Obviously suspicious. A little. <laughs> suspicious of Lou suddenly interested in him. Not that suspicious, because he then goes, I'm on the wrestling team at school. I was all state last year. Yeah? Lou stood up and took a few steps forward. You're pretty good, huh? <laughs> well, I don't work at it that much, Doug admitted. But I'm kind of a natural athlete, I guess. This is porno dialogue. Isn't it? Good old mod- modest Doug. Lou stepped up and squeezed the biceps on Doug's right arm with both hands. Both hands! I think he squeezed pretty hard because Doug flinched. (gasps) Not bad, Lou said, grinning. Not bad. Did he squeeze his butt next? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And then we end that because obviously he just buries his tongue into his anus. (laughs) Do you often find that when people try and be hyper-masculine it just becomes gay? (laughs) Yeah. 
all people, like yeah. all sports people are really gay. This is why I'm fascinated by pro wrestling <laughs> because it's like they take the gender norms to such extremes that they circle all the way around. Yeah. That's and, why I'm into it. And also then you've got, um, what's his face? The, the head honcho. Oh, of Vince McMahon. Who is a fascinating character. Yeah. Fascinating character. <laughs> Especially in terms of like sex and gender and like expression and things. Like he's very... Like that famous gif of him. I haven't seen that. Oh my god. You have. The one where he's like... Oh. oh yeah. And it's at some guy. It's at how fit some guy is. That's how you know we're millennials because we communicate in gifs, reaction gifs. Apparently that's a very millennial thing. That's how people know we're old. Oh god, really? Well, yeah. I fucking like them so they can fuck off. Because we're old. Do you know what? <laughs> I don't care. We're ro- I'm not going to pretend that I was born in 2000. <laughs> GIFs. That's not even that young anymore. It's not. No, let's move on. Okay. Let's move on. Um, oh yeah, and then they wrestle on a shaggy white rug. <laughs> Wow, there's so much queer text. Not even subtext. Not even subtext. So I'm much gonna, queer text in this. I'm going to continue. Doug's, wow. Doug started to walk away. Are but... you sure you didn't accidentally read a porno instead? <laughs> I mean, it would have made it way better. I think I just <laughs> put all this in. If they Maybe actually start this. rimming, I don't think it's the same book. <laughs> Doug started to walk away, but Lou reached out and grabbed his leg. Lou's face was bright red. His forehead was covered in sweat and he was breathing hard. Hey, Hulkster, we're not done, he said, and didn't sound playful anymore. I haven't come yet. (laughs) Hey, Lou, Red called from the fire. Oh, the third. (laughs) Looking for a third. (laughs) Looking worried. But Lou pulled Doug down to the... He's like, I've got two hands. Come over here. (laughs) Hey, guys, need any help? (laughs) I hear you're plumbing me, seeing him. But Lou pulled Doug down to the rug, grabbing his arms and cursing loudly, trying to bend him backwards. (gasps) Oh, hey, Doug cried. We're not done, Lou repeated through clenched teeth. This is just them fucking. Yeah. Robot. Robot! Robot, were you exercising some demons here? <laughs> because do that. I'm enjoying that way more than everything else you've done this season. Just write erotica. Just, you were reading erotica. Oh, no, don't kiss, write Kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> like, also the idea that he, like, grabbed his arms with both hands. That's so sexual. Like, if someone was like, ooh, look at my muscles, you'd just go, little squeeze, wouldn't you? Barely touch it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be like, oh, they're so they're big. big. <laughs> it's got real um, Gaston and LaRue energy, yes. hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Where doesn't he snap something with his arm muscles? Yeah. I can't remember what it is. Uh, Gaston is the proto-David. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's who he, of course, aspires to be. Okay. But without the sexist attitudes. Does he sing the song? Uh, we sang that song to each other on the night we met. Aww. At like four in the morning at my place, Hammett. You could <laughs> sing it about himself, but you'd have to say his name, David. <laughs> <laughs> that could work. He wears skin-tight trousers just like that and shirts that bulge. He wears skin-tight trousers. I can't quite fit that in the song, but that could go in the song. So Doug might have broken his no knee, though. No one bulges like David. No, it's not a <laughs> I'm going to shut that down. Yeah, let's stop. Let's for stop. everyone's sake. Okay. So Doug might have broken his knee in the in the fucking scrum. That's not how it should end. No, but, you know, sometimes it happens. How many knees have you broken? <laughs> I've, I've had some things bruised. Let well. Me um, Red says that he heard... So the fucking is over. Red says Aww. that he heard, <laughs> for now... Time for Beckett. It is very cold and they're very bored and okay. stuck, so... Yeah, back to Beckett. No, I can't even say Beckett in reference to Robot Stein's writing. Back to Butt. Uh, Red <laughs> says he heard Lou say he was going to rob them and then leave. 
So they steal the keys to his Jeep, which is apparently fine now, because remember, it was dead before. Okay. And then they go to leave, and then Lou comes out, and then Dog shoots him, uh, and he's dead. Shit. Oh, no, except it wasn't Lou. It was some random guy who doesn't matter. Oh, no, he's the man in the photographs that they found, pardon me, in dresser drawers in the house, photos that had previously been on display, but had been hidden because, according to the kids, Lou and Eva don't even live in that place. Wait, no, it's Eva's brother, Jake. Who we've never mentioned up until this point. This is another book that Robert Stein didn't plan before he wrote it. He didn't plan while he was writing it. <laughs> he just did like automatic writing and then tried to make a novel. Maybe it was out like it. an exquisite corpse where they fold the paper down and you pass it on so nobody has seen <laughs> what's come before. <laughs> if anyone didn't know that reference, that's really quite an unsettling thing to hear in the middle of a sentence. Exquisite corpse. I don't know why it's called an exquisite corpse. I don't call it that. Oh, don't you? What do you call it? Oh, I don't think I call it anything. <laughs> it's just, an exquisite corpse is, I have no idea why it's called that. It's a game where you, somebody writes the start of a story on a piece of paper and then folds the top down so you can't see what it is and then passes it on. So you end up with this story that people have written together but they haven't seen what's come before. What a hilarious joke. Right? Oh, right is the best. Must have come around <laughs> in Victorian times if they didn't have telly. <laughs> just imagine someone passing you that and you're just going, no, and turning the telly no, on. thank I'm you. <laughs> Uh, so Ariel sneaks to the body um, and decides... Oh, sorry. So they all go in, right? So there's this dead guy now, Jake. And they put him downstairs. Um, and then Ariel sneaks down to where the body is and does some kind of, like, forensic detective work. But can I say, I quite like this because at least she's more proactive than most of Robot Stein women. Because I think every other woman that Robot Stein has ever written has just being useless. I mean, that would be a good point if she hadn't spent 90% of the novel just doing nothing and going, oh, it's cold. I know, I feel like maybe when he initially wrote it, a diff- one of the male characters did that, and then he was like, no, no, I'll go power, I'll change it. Um, so, I, I kind but of, that was like the one done... bit that I liked, yeah. that she at least does something. Kirsty's KKK, go on. There we go. <laughs> the bit that I didn't hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she decides he couldn't Don't have... call it my KKK corner, please. <laughs> Kirsty's, what is it? Kirsty's Kirstie's corner of to... clinging to positivity, <laughs> yeah. Um, this, the KCCP. Isn't that the like, Chinese Communist Party? <laughs> but with one K put in it. It's getting worse, isn't it? <laughs> Stop trying to shorten it. I don't think the Chinese Communist Party are worse than the KKK. I'm going to put them above. Yeah, all right then. <laughs> I'm just saying, every time you try and shorten it, it comes out not the way I want it. <laughs> That's true, yeah. We're going to have to workshop that in between series. Okay. Um, so he he was completely frozen. The body is completely frozen, um, which I think means they would have have to have kept him in a freezer. So I don't think a body will freeze perfectly in even when it's just outside for a bit. Yeah. Or so it doesn't make sense, of course. Maybe if it was like somewhere really cold, like in the Arctic. But I yeah. don't think just in where are they, Vermont or somewhere. Yeah. Although maybe it does get really cold. I don't know. I think he'd have to be like buried under some snow. Yeah. Anyway. Or kept in a freezer. Um, Anyway, he couldn't have frozen since the time he was shot. So when Doug shot Jake, Jake was already dead. That's what she uh, finds out from there. Well, if he's frozen... No, probably if he's frozen solid, the bullet wouldn't just ricochet off, would it? Because it wouldn't be hard enough. I just think you'd notice. And also, like, what? Was someone propping him up, then? I guess so. This will not be the first R.L. Stein book where someone has propped up a corpse. Someone has desecrated a corpse. <laughs> and here's... Okay, here's the denouement. Yeah, nice. hello. That coffee's kicked in. They finally... You definitely have perked up <laughs> since the start. They finally go to run to the Jeep again to get away. Again. 
Um, and then Red just randomly confesses everything. That Lou and him set this whole thing up. Turns out Red is Eva's brother as well. And uh, then Ariel saves them all by throwing snowballs at Red and Lou. But really hard snowballs. They're rock hard. Rock hard. Oh my god, it's like a muscle. <laughs> throwing rock hard balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this is the gayest book he's ever written. Um, and then she drives a snowmobile at them. Uh and then they dive away, and then they chase her to the middle of a frozen lake. Uh, and then they're all surrounded by police because Eva called them. Then, of course, the ice breaks. Red dies. Ariel almost dies, but then she doesn't die. And then they're home by dinner time, the end. I take it back, I do hate this book. <laughs> but, do you know what I think the thing was? I was having a cup of tea and eating a cake while I ate it. So I think I actually liked the cake. You've transferred that transferred feeling of it. the. Yeah. yeah. Understandable. Um, it, the, the end is so bizarre. It goes from like she's dying in the middle of a frozen lake to they're all happy at dinner time within like the space of a page. I think here's what happened. I think Robot Stein watched a um what's the name of the guys who made Fargo? Oh, the Coen, Coen Brothers. Brothers. He watched a Coen Brothers film and he was like, I can do that. And then he proved that he couldn't do it. No, not even close. No, but he tried. And what even is the plan? So they killed they killed Jake. Red and and uh, what's his name? Lou killed Jake because they wanted some money that he'd stolen. So he called his own brother to get some money he'd stolen. And then they lured the kids to the house to blame them. It's never explained. They don't really explain what the plan was. And that just doesn't seem like a very good plan. Why would you shoot your brother and your girlfriend's brother to get some, like, cash off what unless it was like a million quid and even then surely you'd be like mm, probably and, won't and also i've seen enough two crime shows to know that if somebody is killed the family well the partner's the first person to be suspected and then the family yeah it's rather than a stranger yeah these like kids who are idiots <laughs> quite frankly there's just no plot and even the bits of plot he tries to fucking shoehorn in aren't explained and don't make any sense yeah i hate it <laughs> it's awful <laughs> Are you angry about I'm it? I'm really angry. Although at one point he does say, I was hurtling through an all-white world. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> R.L. Stein's... supremacy. R.L. Stein's KKK corner. He has got a KKK corner. Oh my God, he has. I do have two... I like you doing scissor hands there. Parry scissor hands. This is me saying two, except it's four, because I'm holding two up. I have two Parry's favourite lines. Cool. <laughs> as the grey-blue grey light flickered on I do like grey-blue light he can have yeah. that as the grey-blue light flickered on the jeep came into view I don't think I was ever so glad to see a vehicle of any kind that's how people talk <laughs> what is that? ever so glad to see a vehicle <laughs> and then um, be a scientist Ariel I told myself examining the corpse scientifically <laughs> I also had a favourite line are you ready? Logan's favourite line <clears throat> I studied a little bit about knees for that science project. <laughs> like, if this what? was... If he was doing this as some sort of, like, camp experiment, it might succeed. Because they're really camp lines. Like, mm -hmm. examine the corpse scientifically. It could be straight out of Rocky Horror, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Scientifically. <laughs> examine the corpse scientifically. Mm -hmm. That's the sort of thing that, like, Frank Averter could say while he's pulling on a glove. Yeah. With, like, a very high Tim Curry eyebrow. We're going to do this scientifically. Examine the corpse. Scientifically. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love Tim Curry. 
right? He's so good. How many people's sexual awakening do you think he was? Him and also David Bowie in Labyrinth. Yeah, but they're like both kind of like weirdly genderless. Yeah, but so that's it just means why... you're, you're attracted to everyone. That's <laughs> why I think it is so many people's sexual awakening because you're like they are male yet. I think even people who don't only like men are like, oh, but this is doing something. <laughs> but he's like, he's did you never have the experience when you were younger that like you would find a couple, a male female couple, weirdly appealing, but you were like. I don't know which one I fancy, or do I fancy both of them, or do I want to be one of them, or, or do I both? want to be both, or I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The 80s have a lot to answer for, and I think it's why so many people of our generation are bisexual, or pansexual. Oh, do you think? Yeah. There's just a lot of like gender switching going on, and everyone was like, oh, oh, is that an option? <laughs> I think I like <laughs> that. feelings happening here. Uh, yeah, so lowlights of the book, I'm just going to say is everything. The book? Yeah. Is, is the low, well, the bock. The bock. It was certainly a bock. The bock is a low light. The highlight was the um, perhaps unintentional erotica. How could you write that, though? That was the highlight. No, it's erotica. That was amazing. I'm kind of a natural athlete. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's your big muscle. Oh well, I, I just think every time people try and be hyper-masculine, it just becomes gay. <laughs> because surely gay is the most hyper-masculine you can be. Yeah. I mean, look at the Greeks. Yeah. They were like, we're not fucking women. Exactly. Men are for fucking. That's awful soft. <laughs> women, women are marrying and having babies. Come on. I'm not going to degrade we're, myself with that. We're manly. Bring me some dick. <laughs> yeah. I'm so manly. I can only also... Con- it's the opposite of my friend's dad who won't eat lamb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, I can only eat and be around dick because Male I'm things. so manly. <laughs> Just man things. I'm not going to feminize myself by going near a vagina. Come on. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was just awful. Yeah, no, I'm kind of with it. I think I just, I liked the snowy setting. I liked that I wanted it. Because you can't allow a smattering of snow to just dictate how you feel about something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I guess I just saw how it could have been a lot better. Again, you can't allow the... (laughs) This was so bad. I I can imagine how it would have been better. That is not a reason to like something. You can imagine the way it was better. Do you know what? Let me like what I like. I've already no, decided. No, I don't think I will actually. I've already decided I didn't like it, so you can just let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> let me have my feelings, Heather. Um, I just feel like, I mean, I don't. You know how we usually we say he's trying or he's not trying, and they're both equally bad uh, outcomes. I don't yeah. know what happened there. Is it good though? No. no one. I mean, what I did like about it is it was quite easy to read and make notes on. It wasn't as offensive happened. as his books often are. No, uh, the homoerotica really dragged it up. God, do we even have to give it a two? I mean, for by anyone else, this would be a minus a hundred. Yeah. But for Robot Stein, it might even be a two. It. Mm. <laughs> You're like, no, nah, I don't want to. Are we? Are we that? Are we at that stage? Giving something a two because it's short. <laughs> yeah, I think we are. Okay. I think we've been so beaten down by Robot Stein. That's the stage we're at right now. Okay, I'll give it a two. Uh, is it good? Bad though. I mean, I enjoyed you doing the dramatic reading of the gay bits. <laughs> I suppose it is good bad in that it is just fucking shit. And like, it shouldn't be good bad. Fucking it shit be... isn't the same as gay bad. It should... a good gay, <laughs> gay bad? bad? <laughs> <laughs> is it gay bad? Um, we should change, is this question, we should change it to how angry did it make you? Oh, yeah. What, what level of rage making is it? I mean, I was medium raging because... I was annoyed that nobody was calling out this full-grown man for openly sleazing on a teenage girl. Yeah. 
And I was annoyed that... But that was just a distraction from the fact that he was going to hit on Doug. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was it. I love red-headed women. He was he was over-the-top sleazy <laughs> yeah. to, as a decoy. Did I mention I'm a heterosexual? <laughs> Look, uh, I, I like a boob. Look, a boob. I'm looking at it right now. Here I am, perving on your boob while jacking off at Doug. <laughs> he's just standing behind the boob. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just like... Move the boob a bit. <laughs> Yeah, like, you get that Hitchcock thing from yeah. a different angle. So from one angle, it'd be like, oh, he's perving on that woman. And then he'd be like, yeah. that eyeliner. He's, like, closing one eye through so the boobs hidden. You <laughs> can just see behind. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> so that was the only part I enjoyed, was you doing the... <laughs> you doing the gay bits. Fair I play. also was angry that he brought in domestic violence as a topic. Yeah, stop doing it. It's not addressed. Stop doing it. Don't do that. Um... He's done that twice already, and we, there are so many more of these books. Slay in your lane, Robert Stein. Your lane is like slime and quips. Yeah, which we hate, but stay there. Yeah. Because it's better than if you try and go anywhere else. Because <laughs> we also hate that, and it's offensive. <laughs> so, Kirsty, what are we doing next week? Um, The fire game. <laughs> oh, I hate it when even the titles don't make sense. <laughs> You're going to hate it. You're going to hate it so much. Oh. I can't wait. I've already read it, and um, I can't wait. I really feel like think. I'm going to end up in some sort of, like, facility. <laughs> really, really do. Oh. Just because of these books. Yeah, just really push me over the edge. Do you know the other day I said to you, I sometimes think it'd be nice to just completely lose it. Yeah. Because you'd, you'd, you'd just exist beyond social norms. And you'd just be rude to people all the time and shit and not have to try and be a nice person. I've decided I don't want that. Don't because I'm getting the, too close to it. Now. Don't you think that's a common fantasy, like that film Falling Down? Oh, yeah. I did think about the film Falling yeah. Down the other day when uh, I was getting just really fucked up. I'm sure lots of people think that sometimes. Just imagine just letting go and just being like, no, I'm just going to go on some sort of spree. Yeah. Or I don't even think about that, right? Someone, I remember talking about this on Twitter and someone told me there's a phrase for it, which is the imp of the perverse, which is Ooh. translated from French, I think. I don't know it in French. I like which that. is that... Do you sometimes get this weird That's compulsion? That's my autobiography title. <laughs> I could see that for you. <laughs> that you sometimes get this weird compulsion to do, like, a sort of harmless but socially unacceptable thing. Like, for me, right, every time I go past a post box, I want to post whatever I'm holding into it. So, like, if I've got my phone in my hand, I'm like, I could post that in the post box. <laughs> or, like, my wallet is just the perfect size to go in the post box, so I'd always be like... I could put my wallet in the post box. <laughs> or apparently a really common one is if you're walking across a bridge, you're like, I could f- I could throw my phone in the river. Really? Yeah. Mine is, mine is um, sitting like this with my legs crossed and just kicking a stranger as they walk by. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or um, <laughs> Because I, then you could just deny it happened. I know. It would be and like, they'd oh, be like, twinge there. What? <laughs> yeah, and they sorry. wouldn't be able to say for sure. Sorry, a doctor was tapping my knee and they're like, there's no just, doctor around. You're like, well, I must what, have trapped it. That's what happened. Or a lot of people said that if they're driving on the motorway, they get a weird compulsion to open the door. Oh, my open God. Open the car door. Which I don't know if you could if it was going fast because the wind speed. That's a good point. I did get a weird one. Again... Can I just say, apparently, these are very psychologically healthy things because apparently it's your brain, like, reminding you what the social norm is. Okay. So it's not that you're actually going to do... I never have actually posted anything in the post box apart from something I want to post. (laughs) But um, (laughs) my friend had this tiny dog, like a little, like a sort of handbag dog. And she handed me the dog and suddenly I was like, I could throw the dog. (laughs) (laughs) I could just fling the dog, (laughs) fling it away. What, what would happen? I didn't. It's, it's, it's Obviously, a, I wouldn't actually do that. But, it's a what-if expression, isn't yeah. it? Which I think writers have a particularly 
develop a sense of what like if, if someone hands you a baby you're like i could drop i could just, yeah what if i just i could just drop the baby on the floor <laughs> it's why i say perverse things to my cats because it's like a really safe way of doing that what if i like really fucked up a child well, i'm not gonna do that obviously so i'm just gonna fuck up my cat because they can't be psychologically affected by it we don't love you anymore <laughs> why would you say that <laughs> it makes us both laugh that's so mean. It is, but they can't hear. No, they don't fine. know. And also, if you're saying it in a really loving voice, they'll be like, "I love you too." Yeah, yeah. They go by tone, so when I go, "We'll have to skin you and shave you," they don't know what I'm talking about. Shave them, then skin them. Yeah, true. That would be difficult. I'm making life hard for myself. I know. So anyway, where can people get that? Went weird. That went weird at the end. Time for a coffee. <laughs> you can find us. Should you wish to, after we just said all that <laughs> shit, um, on Twitter at teenage scream underscore and Instagram at teenage scream pod. That, that felt like a confession. <laughs> I feel close. If you'd like to, <laughs> I've committed these crimes, and I can be found at. I can be found at. If you find a bunch of wallets in the post box, patreon.com slash teenage scream podcast. <laughs> um, if you'd like more of this fucking rambling shit, you can get it. And there it is. There it is. <laughs> Uh, don't read the book. Yep. Bye. Bye.